This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What, Billy up? This is the game. Yeah. It's a uh, cat and mouse. Smoked a turkey. <laughs> yes. He is down. He is freaking down. Said he shot an absolute giant. Fall Obsession, baby. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another Fall Obsession podcast episode. I am Sam with Fall Obsession, sitting next to me. You guys know him if you've been listening before. That's Nick Powell, our media production manager. What's up, Nick? Hey, what's up, Sam? Hope that you guys have enjoyed some of our recent week's episodes. Um, we've been trying to, it seems like we've been recapping a lot of lot of hunts and stuff in re- recent weeks and it's been pretty cool to hear a lot of guys stories so yeah it's about that time of year yeah hope you guys have been enjoying that this week we are going to be taking a little bit different turn for our podcast um, a little bit untraditional for our our hunting topics we're gonna step away from that slightly and and dive into a little bit different world um, if you guys have been listening before you know that Nick and I are firefighter paramedics we work for the same agency and we're going to dive a little bit into that world today and talk about fire life, life of a firefighter, managing our busy schedules, kind of the entrepreneurship side of, of us having this side business fall obsession. And we have a, another guest joining us today to, to join in on this discussion. He is also a firefighter paramedic that works with us, and he is also a, a business owner, an entrepreneur, and an author on top of that, and that is Mr. Tyler Carroll. Tyler, welcome to our podcast, man. Thank you for having me. Super excited to dive in and, and get into this, man. Like I said, it's a little bit little bit different than what we're used to talking about, but I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to share another aspect for all of us um, with both our listeners and probably folks that follow you as well, Yeah. Um, talking about something a little bit different. So I'm yeah. pretty excited. Yeah, I'll say I thought it was pretty funny and kind of ironic that you're pulling on somebody on your show that has practically never hunted. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> see, we'll see how this goes. I think it'll be a good change of pace because 
I know it's going to be a little bit different, but there's a lot of similarities to what we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think it'll be cool to, to dive in. Absolutely. For sure. Well, before we dive in deep, um, I know in the couple recent weeks that we've had here, we haven't really plugged any sponsors. I am going to plug one today, and that is Cinnamon Creek Ranch, because we are out here at Cinnamon Creek recording today. Normally, we're actually down at the bow shop, but today we they got us set up up here at the event center, which yeah. is pretty awesome. So if you guys are in the North Texas area or traveling through, if you're a bow hunter, um, come up here and check out Cinnamon Creek. They have an archery pro shop, indoor-outdoor ranges, a wild game processor, and the event center up here where we're at. So And follow them on social media. You can see all the stuff that they offer. Um, really appreciate them letting us use their space today. So, so Tyler, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you kind of start the conversation just by introducing yourself and kind of give us just a little bit of background on you and then talk about kind of introduce your company as well and and how how you fit into this mold of everything that we're talking about today yeah so uh, again yeah my name is Tyler Carroll I live here in the North Texas area work with the same agency as Nick and Sam here uh, as a firefighter paramedic used to be on Sam's crew uh, but I've recently got moved out to a different station uh, as far as kind of my background, I kind of come from a military family, grew up in the Austin area, bounced around a bunch during my youth uh, due to that military lifestyle, decided to join the military myself after a failed attempt of college, uh, and was a, um, was a medic uh, assigned to an infantry battalion. Uh, the unit I ended up going to was the 173rd Airborne out in uh, Vicenza, Italy, so I got to live in Italy for about three and a half years, which was pretty sweet um, while I was out there. Uh, we deployed to Afghanistan, deployed to Turkey, did multiple training rotations to Germany, uh, the Baltic state regions, uh, tons of different stuff. We were a very high-op tempo unit. Um, I always tell people, like, within the big army, we were at the top tier within that, just below special operations. Um, whenever I was kind of thinking about transitioning out, uh, wanted to possibly go the SF route, got selected, was married to my current wife even back then. She made it through the military with me the whole time and uh we talked about what our what our future was going to be and so i realized i wanted a little bit of control in my life and a little bit more stability so she got accepted in north texas university of north texas here and uh got a communications degree since she followed me to italy thought it was fair that she uh, I, fo- I follow her to north texas you know <laughs> so come here and before i even made it here i was like well crap what am i going to do i was a medic in the army a lot of people it's like, oh, I guess I'll just go back to school or move back home, kind of figure out what's going on. Um, I knew I didn't want to just go right back to the Austin area. I left there for a reason, so I did not want to go back there and kind of fall into that same routine. So come up here, talk to some buddies in the military, because I always tell everybody whenever you're in the military, all you talk about is what you're going to do once you get out or what you did before. And a buddy was like, hey, you'd be great for the fire service. I didn't know a single firefighter. None of my family was ever a firefighter. Um, I didn't know anything about it other than the schedule 24 on 48 off sounded really sweet and that uh, you had to be an EMT in order to do so. So <coughs> I uh, started looking up a bunch of places here in the, the North Texas area. Uh, one of the local community colleges was putting on a, a program like within the month of me getting out. So I got out January 7th, moved to Denton, Texas, January 11th and started the fire academy like the 13th. Oh, wow. So, like, within a week of me getting out, I was in the fire academy and completely out of my element. And I say completely out. It, paramilitary organization, medic kind of lifestyle. So, kind of same like-minded people, but I had no idea. Like, within the academy, people were talking about 
what it, what the difference between an engine and a truck were. I had no idea what that even meant. I didn't know what what seat assignments were. I didn't know what riding backwards meant. I didn't know anything about the tools. I, I, I worked, I used tools growing up with landscaping and tree service stuff. And so I understood what tools were and knew how to use them, but I had no idea what the job as a firefighter all encompassed other than you go fight fire. And so within the first couple of weeks, using my GI Bill to put me through it, fell in love with the academy. I was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, was fortunate enough to get hired on pretty quickly. Awesome. So tell us about your side gig. Okay. Because we're, we're going to get into yeah. today balancing all these different things. And, and so let's kind of set the stage for us and tell us about the other thing that you got going yeah. on and how that evolved. So, yeah, after I got all motivated and got into the fire service and went all in with that, I just, uh, like you guys, you know, you like to stay busy and you get really pumped up and, and motivated about whatever you're doing. And all my attention was on the fire service. And so while on shift, I worked out as hard as I could. I trained and studied as much as I could to kind of learn all the aspects that our job offers. And on my days off, I'd try to go to training if it was available. But um, yeah, within that 24 on, 48 off, that 48 off, you can do quite a bit. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I tell people it's like you're working like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday constantly. So I always have a weekend. And at first I just had a young kid at that time and my wife was working uh, kind of part-time. So I had a lot of free time. And in my free time, uh, I like to do woodworking. I like to do projects around the house, but more specifically, I like to read and write and, and, and watch TV and, and kind of just chill, work out all that, all the, the stuff that most people like to do. But uh, I really got into writing. Uh, within my military career, uh, I, I experienced quite a bit, and we can go into that in a little bit if you want. Um, but what I realized is with how scatterbrained I could be at times, writing was able to kind of help me focus on one thing at a time. I also tell people like woodworking or probably even hunting, you're, you're, you kind of step outside of everything else that's going off going on in your life and you're able to kind of just devote your attention to one specific thing. Well, with writing, you pretty much can focus on whatever world you want to create within that moment, uh, whether it's fiction or, or non. But if it's your life, so more like a personal essay of some sort or just journal entries, you can kind of think about a certain event, emotion, idea, and really delve in to think about how you really have processed that. And, um, and, and, and it helps you kind of bring clarity to that moment and helps you just sort through uh, what you may be struggling with, with, right. with within the decisions you may have made, what impacts they have, the lingering effects, uh, what brought you up to that, 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 that moment, or whatever it may be. And, um, a buddy of mine recently like just put out a post on Facebook and was like, hey, anybody have any ideas of wanting to uh, write about something more than what Facebook or Twitter or any of these social media platforms allow you and help create a site, kind of like a blog site? And I sent him this article that I had wrote without any intention of sharing. And I was like, hey, uh, this is what I have. And it was called uh, Leaving the Battlefield uh, Prematurely. Or no, Prematurely Departure, Leaving the Battlefield I can't remember exactly what it's called. Yeah. Like, oh, unexpected departure. Unexpected departure is what it was called. And so uh, while I was in the military, and specifically in Afghanistan, I got hurt downrange, and I left before I wanted to. And so I kind of dive into those ideas. Um, when I say I left before I wanted to, I got, I got hurt. And, um, and, and that was a hard thing. And so we put that out there, and it got and we kind of went mini-viral within that community really quick. And it was the very first thing we ever put out. And I'm like, man, what do we have here? Like, we thought we were just going to put out a little blog article that just 
helps people put something out there. It's really, well, let's focus on something more positive because there was these stigmas within the veteran community of uh, either these people with PTSD, they're broken, they, uh, like, proceed with caution. Like, just, we don't know how they're going to react if we t- talk about anything too sensitive, you know. Or they're placed on this pedestal and everything they say is like the gospel. And we're like, well, hold on, pump the brakes. Most of us are in that middle category where we could have gone either one direction at any given time within our career if we allowed ourselves to spiral out and have no support system, we'd be right there in the gutters with them. Or if we literally focused that much on our career and kind of pushed every other, uh, everybody else out to the side, then we'd be put up on that pedestal just as much because we could have possibly uh, been there as well. But most of us care about our families and care about uh, hobbies and careers. And so we kind of are diverse within all of that. And so we're okay just being a good father and a husband, you know? Yeah. And so we wanted to focus on these successful uh transition stories and those successful transition transition stories uh kind of reached a broad category we focus on guys who became lawyers guys who were literally just stay-at-home dads guys who opened up uh businesses gyms um whatever it may be and we're just like talking to just really good dudes that struggled overcame continue to serve continue to uh, move forward and so we're like all right what do we have here like we're just talking to people and like it's building a lot of traction. So we like sat down and we're like, all right, I think we're going to become a publishing company. <laughs> so like we can share these stories uh, to a w- wider range. We can um, really just kind of maintain the creative process. And n- we understand the people who are writing it, the authors themselves, and we can help shape the- these stories that much better uh, and put it out there. And so, we're like, well, okay, what exactly are we calling ourselves? Because the first time when we put out the block site, we were Black Coffee Response was our name. And we kept getting confused with Black Rifle Coffee Company because <laughs> it was like at the exact same time they just blew up. Yeah. And people were like, hey, you guys are Black Rifle Coffee. And we're like, no, 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 we're Black Coffee Response because all we do is just drink black coffee and this is the outcome of it, you know? <laughs> we, just, we just write and, and do all this stuff. And we kept seeing the confusion. So we went up to my, my partner's uh, house and we brainstormed a whole bunch and he's like what about dead reckoning collective and that's this is where i usually give our little elevator speech of what dead reckoning collective is and so uh and your audience probably understands it if they if they have any military experience or land nav experience dead reckoning is the military land nav term that describes the pot um, process of finding yourself on a map based off of a previously known location and so in short our philosophy is always uh to know where you are from where you've been mm-hmm. and so that was kind of that transition thing and then the collective aspect is, like, we are you, you are us type thing. It's like, as a collective, we can do this together. Um, we help build you up. Once we build you up, you pull us up there with you. Or now that we're up there, we're pulling up guys with us and stuff. And just like the fire service, the military is the same. Is we, we always do better as a team. And so we really believe in that, that mentality. So we created a publishing company kind of on a whim. And the, we were like, well, we want to make sure we get it right. So my buddy and I, Keith Dow, we're like, let's let's our let our book be the first thing that we put out there, so we can understand what publishing means, what the distribution thing is, what shipping is, and all that stuff. And we put out a poetry book, which a lot of people are like, poetry and the veteran, like that doesn't make any sense. But if you look back in like the World War time, on World War One times, World War Two times, there's big poets: Hemingway, Vonnegut, uh, Tolkien, C.S. Lewis. There's all these guys who are writers and poets that were also many men that fight on the front line and there's been this disconnect within the recent desk um, recent decades of 
poetry being very feminine and very soft and, and very frail, which it can be at times. And, and, and rightfully so, you're, you're dissecting emotions, you know? But as somebody who can be kind of brute, like the brains in brawn can be there as well. And so it's like, we wanted to focus on that. It's like, hey, we, we, we can do some badass things, but we also can process those and, and, and sort through them and tell them in a, in, a, in a creative way. And that's our way of getting, like, putting that behind us so we can move forward. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so within that, we've just kind of created a community that I guess all believed that those philosophies and, and understood kind of the direction that we wanted to head. And it's just, yeah, it's, gone, it's, it's, it's blown up, and, and we're very, very proud of it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, the, the writing side of everything, it, 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 it's funny how, and, and, and I know that obviously we know a lot of the same people. Yeah. And ever since, especially when we were on the same crew, you know, you had your thing, and I was involved in Fall Obsession. Yeah. And everybody would always tease us about when's there going to be a collaboration? Yeah. When are these two going to get together? And we're like, well, two different worlds. Yeah. But it's like this aspect, the, the coping almost yeah. aspect of it is, is very relatable yeah because you're talking about the about the writing and, and and the poetry and and that kind of stuff and and I know you have you've said to me before you know how that how that helps you personally you know bring stuff out or or, or deal with stuff or I'm not good as good as word with words <laughs> as you are but but, no. but it's the same for for us or yeah. for, for guys like us who our first responders or who are former military hunting and the outdoors it, it is a different mechanism mm-hmm. if you will of of dealing with that kind of stuff and there there are so many programs out there too in the hunting world for for veterans and and getting folks like that who have been through a lot getting them involved in the outdoors because it, it it's it's therapeutic mm-hmm. and it it for lack of a better term it's it brings people back yeah you yep. know Oh, absolutely. I, and and that, that's where I was kind of going at it. Is like, I'm sure your audience, if they don't know the term dead reckoning, but they understand land nav. Like, I, I go hiking all the time, even with my, my boys and everything. And we explore around creeks and climb rocks, and we're, we're outdoors. And it's it's getting away from the, the world that we're kind of living in right now, where right. everybody's on their phones and everybody's uh, wanting to talk politics, or everybody's just kind of cruel to each other, or everybody has to stay six feet apart right now you know so there, there's a lot of things that uh that this world is kind of creating to uh keep us away from one another where um the outdoors somehow brings us together uh one with nature um uh and if you if, if you're a believer one with god and and if and if you're with other people uh with each other because when you're out there you, you're almost putting yourself uh you kind of become vulnerable to the elements you know and uh, within that kind of vulnerability, you got to trust that, that guy has your back and trust that your training and your experience and your knowledge is going to be able to get you through whatever hunt mm-hmm. I'm sure you have. Um, and uh, the outdoors are, are amazing uh, therapy session, yeah. I guess you would say. Absolutely. Exactly. And, 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 and the writing d- does that too because most of my writing personally is – my own personal life and how like I said like I, I, I sort through these things and it, it allows me to uh, go back into those moments in my life and like remember that 
like as weird as it sounds like how the wind felt how the, how the birds did how the trees swayed in the wind and it's like the, the, all that stuff we're, we're constantly taking in all the stimulus when we're outdoors and like what is that trying to speak to us you know because mm-hmm. i feel and this can get all deep or whatever but like we're, we're part of nature you know that, that that's where we come from that's where our, our our roots are at and so when you're out there you're you're listening to everything mm-hmm. and imagine you guys you're tracking what you're wanting to do you're you become one with it and so when it goes over to writing it's like okay well how do you share that where you're not just saying i walked 10 miles and i climbed a hill and i overlooked whatever you know it's like no i like i don't know there's ways to do it yeah i think it's it's all about how you process it Mm -hmm. you know because we right now we live in such a divisive uh state you know all the time you know there's people on facebook that are arguing behind their computers but they're not even coming to a conclusion because they're just they believe so so much in whatever they're arguing about and usually it doesn't even matter Mm -hmm. and we're just constantly scrolling on our phones like you said and getting stimulus from that when in in the outdoors we're getting like you said it's helping you process and writing is a good way to do that you know it helps you pay attention to the details and stimulizing your mind to okay well how did i feel when you know when that wind hit me or whatever you know yeah, whatever yeah it's it is. very it's very like meditative in some sense you know Absolutely. and and, yeah. I, and I, I, I like i said i always like being outdoors and i guess one thing that i, I kind of realized whenever i was driving over here like yeah how, how are we doing this collab thing you know because <laughs> <laughs> they they do we overlap at everything and, it, and it's through the first responder veteran community and, and right. hunting and hunting community kind of overlaps that too we just kind of took over the kind of creative and writing part of it but I'm, i guarantee there's hunters out there that that write you know steve ranelli uh, i know he writes for sure um there, there's, there's a handful of guys out there that write and, and a lot of people will go on on big old hikes just to write about those hikes and travel writing you know yeah. th- th- those are all real things um but your name is what kind of made me see this connection was this obsession because mm-hmm. as like a firefighter we become kind of obsessed within the, that service we co- become kind of obsessed within that job yes. because because of uh how important it is and how uh how much other people rely on us and how much ha- we rely how, on each other exactly yeah like yeah. It, it's like an error-free job you know like we can't we can't mess up and so we have to keep each other accountable we have to keep ourselves accountable and and yeah there, there's just so much uh passion in there at least there should be and so the standards need to be high and and people need to be held accountable and so but you become kind of obsessed with it especially within like the personalities that that job kind of pulls in yeah. and then okay now you've become kind of obsessed with hunting as mm-hmm. well and then i've become very obsessed with the, like the literary world and, and writing and everything and so the fire the fire service kind of creates these personas or at least attracts these personas and then it kind of amplifies them to like pull that obsession into different uh, to different spots and that that's how you guys have become kind of obsessed quote unquote within your world i know i have and yeah. mine and it's like i can talk to anybody about writing as long as they want to <laughs> and <laughs> it's like but i can also do that about the fire service and it's because it's just there's, there's just so much passion and i hear you guys talking about it um the hunting all the time and it's like that that passion attracts passion too yeah, and so does. uh and, and, and it's motivating absolutely as different as each of our I guess you can call them um, coping mechanisms are. Um, it's crazy how they have the same goal as well. Cause mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to, we're both trying to process life and process what we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis when we go to work. And 
we refer to the outdoors, which you said you refer to the outdoors as well, but we go hunting and we, we just kind of get away from it, concentrate on that when you concentrate on the liter- literary uh, form of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I well, think that's pretty neat. I, yeah, and I know like hunting for me, what what we show on our pages, and, and guys who are hunters know this, there there is so much more unsuccessful trips than there are successful yeah. trips. And I know you know that from this past year. Yeah, you had, 100%. You had a lot of them. So many. But It's ridiculous. It, but, I mean, I don't regret any trip that I take. No. Whether I get something or not, yes, my goal every hunting season is to put some meat on my table. You know, that that is that is a pro of being a hunter. But I love going out there. It it is a different world, like you said. It's away from everything else, and it's just it, it's therapy. It's a way to escape. It, it is. It, it is an escape. And look at that as a good or a bad thing. Or why is my look at as a bad thing? <laughs> but yeah. but I mean, that's what it is. And I know with Fall Obsession, you know, we we try to produce content and stuff around hunters and everything. There's so many times I just want to throw the camera in the freaking garbage can and and not take it with me you know mm-hmm. we we have to video our trips and stuff like that we have guys that are that are quote-unquote cameramen on some trips but there are trips i i have to take trips every year where i don't worry about it or yeah. i don't think about it. i don't care if i see anything i, th- I think that is part of the process you know like yeah. you you and not pulling it over to the writing world is you listen to these these greats they talk about how many times they've been rejected mm-hmm. uh, by publications or how many short stories that they just threw away into the into the the trash and i can tell you there's so many nights that i write pages and pages and i don't even know where they're at anymore you know but but it was at least an ability or time for me to just escape with whatever i'm going on kind of just vomit on the page whatever it may be to just get that out of me yeah and then i don't have to worry about it anymore it's just like the outdoors it just clears your head yes and and the job that we have and the personalities that we have we we whether we want to admit it or not, we become very invested in what we're doing. And so mm-hmm. that emotions get involved within it and settling down, getting that sense of calm outside helps you out uh, or just a release like the writing would be for me. Uh, working out is another one. Like there's there's tons of different ones that these, these releases of just dumping whatever mm-hmm. you have kind of that you're carrying on, on you uh, is incredibly necessary within our job. It's important to have that in your life regardless of what you do i mean yes it is important for first responders military personnel folks like that absolutely but i mean there are stresses and difficulties that come with any job out there and have having that escape having that that therapy whether it's riding whether it's hunting whether it's something completely different that is that is important for just a healthy a healthy lifestyle in general well, yeah, I guess I kind of want to ask you this because I know I deal with it personally is uh, like writing was my escape at first when I first started doing it. And then now becoming a business owner, I'll say being a business owner has been the most stressful thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, like yes. I, I've, I, I've been I've been to combat like in the thick of it. I've been a firefighter and paramedic. Like I'm a father. I'm a husband. But being a business owner, man, that, that that's stressful and you have to escape. And then what sucks is like when you become a business owner within something that you love and then it's like, okay, is this a job? Is this my hobby? Is this still my passion? So you gotta you gotta answer those own questions on your own, but it becomes kind of less of an escape at times, and that's what kind of is unfortunate. But that 
you were talking about like different jobs. Like I couldn't imagine being like an accountant somewhere or oh, no. or or working at even like a I doing the same thing every single day. Whatever job that might encompass, it's like no, I don't want that at all. And so you still have to have a release if you're doing that as well. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, as a business owner, like again, that's the most stressful thing I've ever done. And so I was able to get away. Just I went skiing over the <laughs> over the uh, back in January. Or the beginning of January, so like that was a huge release for me, and that's yeah. outdoors too, you know. And so, it uh, yeah, it, you got to find ways to to cope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little. and also find that balance too, yeah. like you said, because you you sometimes when we take what we love and make it try and make it a business, you know, we're, we're working our hearts out. You have to find that balance of okay, well, is it a, is it a business or is it you know something that I need to do to escape? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like what you said about you got to figure it out when, when things start mixing. Because I know for me, like, Fall Obsession has been this, and, and we've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm not here to talk about our company's history, but it's been an evolving co- uh, organization, mm-hmm. a process. And I, I know there's times where I'm just like, I want to quit. I'm done. I yep. just want to be a hunter, and I'll I'll turn over to somebody else, and I'll be a field staffer. You know, what I mean, <laughs> I'll do something like that. Yeah. But it's just because I mean, there are days like like yesterday. I spent a majority of my day doing administrative stuff for our company, mm-hmm. and then we had a conference call at eight thirty at night to talk about stuff, and that goes long. And I mean, it's just there's the exhaustive side of it there's also the rewarding side of it yep. when your hard work pays off Absolutely. and, oh, and yeah. that that's what i guess keeps me motivated oh yeah because like all the all the projects and stuff we have in the works right now it once we start seeing those come to fruition we'll be like okay it was worth it yeah right. as, a, as a creator man there's yeah. nothing that beats seeing a product come out and seeing the reception people have and that is a huge motivating factor like i said the very first thing that we put out was uh, our first poetry book, Fact and Memory, and seeing how well that went, and then to even go further back, how well my first article went, like it, or how well that went, is like that feeling I have is what keeps me going because now we've been able to provide that feeling for others, and uh, and then every time we finish a product, I get that feeling again. So all that hard work eventually pays off, but you do have to remind yourself that because it'd be way easier just to be a writer or a field staffer yeah. than, it, than it is to be the owner. And sure. uh, but again that passion is what attracts other people to want to come in on this on their own time uh and you're you're at the beginning of it because yeah. eventually yes it will pay off yeah and and you have other you get to the point and i know I, I, we're all we're all there in our own ways but the point where other people other people rely on your passion for your hobby which is now your business to keep going because I know you have other guys that write for you yeah. and without DRC there goes a platform from them yep. and like like us we have all of our pro and field staff guys without fall obsession there goes their opportunity to share content articles reviews all, all the stuff that they're involved in yeah um, well, yeah. Then, well then that, that's something I kind of want to bring up and then kind of pass it to y'all because I kind of want to hear it too is like within Dead Reckoning, what, what I feel is separating us is that we are part of our business and the publication process. Like our works have been published through our company, mm-hmm. and like we see anybody that we're working with as like kind of like a friend and business partner all in the all together. And so when you work with like a big publishing company, like there's no you're just a number. You're just kind of right. like a, mm-hmm. like a wheel, like a cog within the system. You're just part of it, and 
uh, as soon as they get your stuff, you may not even get a rejection. You may not get any feedback. Maybe you get the approval and they just get it and they're like, all right, up to you to put it out there. Where I've been able to design book covers, do whole formatting with the author themselves. I'm sending them drafts of each cover beforehand so they can kind of give their inputs. They're within that creative process. And then once it comes out, they understand that they are working with a smaller independent pu publishing company that, hey, the work is kind of on you as well, but we're bringing in more people. And so you know uh, Leo Jenkins, now you know David Rose, now you know David Rose, now you know Tyler Carroll, now you know Tyler Car and, and, and so forth. So that's where that collective mindset comes in. And so that's what I feel separates us as a publishing company is because that passion, and yes, it is a business, but it feels more of like a team yes. effort. Is that is that kind of what you guys have been trying to get at as well? Yeah, it's it's very applicable to to our our pro and field staff programs and everything like that. Because, I mean, you can go out there and and look at all these other companies and their their staff programs, however they have it structured, and if it's if it's for you know and not calling anybody out, but companies that have big programs like you know Realtree or Leupold or or these big names you're a number in their system mm -hmm. you know you're you're just the same as everybody else you get the same package everybody else has and all right however they have it structured but with us it's it's a lot more intimate it's a lot more you are plugged in you are a part of this family mm -hmm. you are a part of this brotherhood all of our field staffers and pro staffers talk to each other they they interact with each other they go and whether it's here in texas or on the like we had a last week we had a hunt in colorado a bunch of guys went on That's i didn't get awesome. to go but a bunch of guys got to go and it's that interaction that brotherhood and, and they've said it themselves is is it's a family it is what it is it's not just you're not a number in a machine and and that's been really cool to see the brotherhood side of it evolve and everything and, and i mean we give guys the tools to make that happen but I mean, it's on them to get with each other and do stuff, and so it's really cool that they've they've had the drive and the want to do that, and hopefully we can capitalize on that even more mm -hmm. in the future. But and that, and that's where we, what we try to do, and we 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 keep them involved and updated and company business and stuff that's going on, and and get guys together, work on projects, and really try to grow that. And one thing that really made me proud of Fall Obsession and the culture that we've created was. I, I believe it was last year or so when we sent out every year we sent out like a, a survey like okay what do you think of our program what can we do better what can we change you know any suggestions and one of the questions on there was compared to other companies bigger companies programs how do you guys rate ours or in comparison and every single one of them said just as good or better than, awesome. than big name companies out there and again not to knock on them but that made me proud that an organization as small as ours can have that kind of reputation yeah and and again it goes back to that brotherhood and that culture that guys guys are able to build you know using tools and yeah. and i know like you you're talking about being more interactive with your riders and stuff and and yeah it's a, it's the same deal yeah i wonder if that that pulls from the community and brotherhood aspect that the fire service kind of instills yeah. in us and, and the military instills in us because like I said it we how I've always said is like I I do better when other people depend on me you know right. like I can be completely content just kind of chilling doing my own thing being a field staffer you know just doing <laughs> yeah. whatever but like when the pressure's on me to like kind of rise like I, I, I like that pressure and it's probably due to being a paramedic and, and medic in the, the army is yeah I've been put under the pressure and come through and felt like I did fairly well. And so I think that that community where, like, 
I like the people that I'm working around with. And so, like, again, like, we want to rise up together. And I, I really think that that's what attracts people is the, the community aspect. And, and I think big businesses are starting to understand that. But once you get so big, it's, it's, you do just become kind of a number. And that'll kind of just be their downfall, I think. And that's how us staying intimate like that is, is it, it's incredibly important to do that. Yeah. And, and that, that's going to come with, you know, just being able, at least for us, I'll speak for ourselves, being able to evolve with growth to be able to keep that culture going. And I know this episode is, is coming out here pretty soon after we record it, but, um, and I don't want to give anything away, but the, we're, we're talking about, you know, creating a position or basically having somebody in a role in different areas of the country to be able to get people more involved and, and get people together. And I think being able to do that will allow us to be able to grow even more mm-hmm. and still maintain the same level of brotherhood, basically, and, and not get to that point where you're a number in a system type deal. So, I think that's a good move. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, this conversation, I, I'm enjoying it, at least. Um, like I said at the beginning, kind of a not little untraditional for – for our podcast at least, but I like it. It's something different. And, and I think that a lot of people are going to benefit from it or find, find it beneficial for them. So I just said the same thing twice. <laughs> so why I'm not an author, Tyler. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I am, we're going to break this into, into two episodes. So we got, we got more on the agenda, more that we want to talk about, but we are going to um, wrap it up for this week. We're going to come back next week and finish this conversation um, I'm going to try to wrap this up quick and get a start on the next one quick so that we don't lose any momentum. But um, want to thank everybody for listening. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. If you haven't already, go online, follow Fall Obsession if you're a hunter. Um, check out everything we have to offer on social media, our YouTube page, fallobsession.com. That's our hub. It's where you can find all our content, provide some feedback on our podcast, or uh, pick up some merch as well. Uh, we got some cool gear actually about to hit our store too that I'm pretty excited about. So And then go follow... DRC, Dead Reckoning Collective. Yeah, Dead Reckoning Collective. Uh, our Instagram is where we're most active, and that's just Dead Reckoning Collective. Uh, Facebook, Dead Reckoning Collective. The website is uh, deadreckoningco.com. You can buy merch there as well. Um, all of our books are on that website. Uh, we're going to be starting doing a lot more journal entries and short story submissions. Um, but the biggest spot to probably get plugged in on is the Instagram. That's where we put most of our notifications out. Awesome. Yeah, go check them out, guys. Check out their YouTube also. They're, they're yes. getting that off the ground. Yes, so. YouTube, uh, Dead Reckoning Collective. We just started a war and literature series with four of the authors that we've brought into our community, and they've, they're have they all very successful authors within our little uh, area of, the, of our world. And uh, it, was, it was really, really fun. I hope check it out. Subscribe, like, all that jazz that gets, uh, gets it across people's screens. Absolutely. All right, guys, well, we are going to hang it up for this week, and we'll be back with Tyler again for next week's episode to finish up our conversation here. So you guys be sure that you uh, follow our podcast, whatever platform you're listening on, and be sure that you tune in next week as we continue our conversation. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you later.